1: Judge Janine Piro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Janine Piro is dominating the headlines right now. This is the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Now here's Judge Janine Pirro.
2: Welcome everyone to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Today is a sad Sunday, and I always start by saying I hope everyone's enjoying their day so far, and it, what a great day it is in New York City. And that we're armed and ready to serve justice. Well, I'll tell you, it's a different field today. What happened in Israel uh, over the past seven days, seven eight days, has been horrific. It has been historic. It is an example of the of 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 biblical proportions of a massacre and an attempt to exterminate a people. What happened in Israel last Saturday? Uh, is is one of the biggest shames in the history of 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 men and women. I am very personally saddened by what has happened and today i 'm going to talk to two people i 'm going to talk to Colonel David Hunt uh, who will talk about what it will take to try to get the hostages back what urban warfare is like in terms of uh, the densely populated uh, Gaza Strip with 2.3 million Palestinians uh, and, you know, how it is that we and the, the Israelis didn't know this was coming. I'm then going to talk to Sid Rosenberg about uh, the, the fact that the American government is uh, dragging its tail where 29 countries have already entered Israel and are taking their own citizens out. The United States is not doing it. Uh, And the United States, uh, John Kirby, as recently as Friday, talked about, well, commercial flights are still going in. And, well, you know, people have to pay for their own flights. Uh, It's an example of the deficit of uh, power. In America and in the White House uh, in terms of getting uh, uh, and supporting Americans everywhere in the world, which is no surprise given what uh, this Biden administration did in Afghanistan. So today uh, we're going to talk to those uh, two gentlemen. I'm looking forward to it. And I hope that you stay on top of the news. Uh, This is something that we cannot ignore. This is something that I hope will change America and the hate speech that's going on. So hopefully we'll see changes as a result of what's happened in terms of America and aligning herself with our ally in the Middle East. We'll see some changes in terms of the Biden administration working to get Americans out who are already there and hostages. So up next here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I'll be speaking with military expert Colonel David Hunt coming up right here on the Red Apple Audio Network.
1: This is the Judge Janine Show. This is the Janine Piero Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Piero.
2: Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnels Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is a military veteran and expert. Uh, after 29 years in the armed forces, he is now an author of some fantastic books. And I'll have you tell him the names. I'll have him tell us the names. Uh, which I've read many of them. They're like without mercy, without this, without that. What are they, Colonel David Hunt? What What are they?
0: Without regret? Yeah. Uh, yes. The, the the first one was uh, the New York Times bestseller, which was they just don't get it. And they, so the, there's, there's six of them. But you were you you've been very kind. You, you uh, we did your television show on them. And, yep. Yeah, and you you put a couple of New York Times bestsellers on the map too. So
2: yeah, but yours are more interesting. Mine are like political dialogue. Yours are like real mysteries, and they they ought to make uh, movies out of yours. But anyway, we're
0: trying to get a couple. But thank you. Yeah. Oh
2: well, let me know. I'll be there for the opening night. Uh, of course you will. <laughs> of course, yes. Uh, but listen, today uh, we're going to talk about something that that isn't fun, and it's nice to you know break away for a couple minutes and laugh about a few things. But. Uh, you know, this is a very important moment in history, uh, not just in Israeli history, but in American history. Uh, you know, we saw last Friday uh, a day of rage that was called for by uh, Hamas and by the militants uh, after the uh, the wholesale massacre of Israelis and the taking of hostages, including American hostages. Um, how did how did the Intelligence miss this, Colonel
0: Hunt? Yeah, uh, this is a, yes the worst attack on Israel since it was was founded in nineteen forty eight. Yeah, and, uh, this the, the the gravity of this and the depth of the failure um, is hard to even imagine because what Hamas did for depending on who's talking, but so minimum six months, as long as two years.
2: Right. I've
0: prepare, heard <laughs> prepare and successfully invaded Israel, captured military bases, captured generals, captured older women, the, the massacres of children. Uh, it was a terribly successful invasion uh, by a terrorist force, uh, which I think changes the nature of terrorism. How does it happen when you don't pay attention? You have to, Israel's got the, the 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 great a great intelligence service, very aggressive, extremely confident. So does the United States, and we're a, we're a huge supporter of Israel and help them in many 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 ways. One of which is with intelligence gathering. Uh, we everyone started looking at Ukraine. <laughs> Israel was focused on internal politics. Yes, uh, and they blew it. I mean, they, it wasn't just any, um, the, the the lack of knowledge about the attack. But there were hours, 12, 13, 14 hours before the IDF w- w- showed up at these kibbutzes to take them back. Yes. The IDF lost two military camps. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. It's unheard of. There were a couple hundred soldiers taken. Initially, some were killed. Some got away. Um, how is um, not paying attention? Because they have the capability. To, they, they, and an extremely capable Hamas, fully supported by Iran. Financially, um, operationally, and they put together a plan right in front of the Israelis and and us without being, without any reaction by Israel. And now Israel's playing catch up and doing the biblical destruction they need to do. But uh, the exact nature of the failure is becoming more known.
2: OK, so
0: uh, yeah. so Colonel Colonel David Hunt, you've got
2: you've got the Mossad, you've got the Israeli Defense Force, their intelligence, United States intelligence. We miss this, too, because we share intelligence with Israel. And you know what? People say it's not the time and it really isn't the time. But you've made a point to me and I really want my listeners to hear this uh, and and maybe you can expand on it. But unless we understand the nature of how they did it, how they orchestrated, planned it, and finally executed it, there is no way that uh, the Israelis at this point are, will be able to uh, capture the hostages that are in that, 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 that small area of Gaza, American hostages as well as Israeli hostages.
0: Yeah, it's, it's there's two things. It, what you said, you have, they have to totally understand the nature of the, of the attack. But, and number one and two, how they missed it, because the same intelligence agencies are going to be used and are vital in the upcoming attack on Gaza. So if you've got holes in your uh, uh, intelligence, which of course they do, or the worst case is they've been infiltrated by Hamas, which I would yes. bet again, but that's a a possibility considering the, the the depth and scope of this failure. You have to you that the intelligence that failed you. Not to see the attack. It's the same intelligence you're going to use for Israeli soldiers going across the line. And you've got to fix that. That's the politics, it's for somebody else. But from a tactical standpoint, it's critical. And the answers we keep getting by both U.S. people and Israelis oh, don't worry about that now. They pat you on the head. Mm -hmm. They don't worry about that now. We've got a fight to to do. Yeah, okay. Get your hand off my head and understand what I just said, which is you failed intelligence. If it's not fixed, it's going to fail you, and this very, very difficult. The hardest fighting there is, which is combat built-up cities, uh, built-up area, uh, urban warfare, whatever you want to call it. It's the hardest in the world. And Gaza is a dense maze of buildings and skinny roads that tanks don't maneuver very well. They've got tunnels they've been building for, for decades. It's very, very tough. tough. And
1: yeah. Period.
2: OK, so you talk about urban warfare and you talk about the fact that it's going to be very difficult. It's urban warfare in a densely populated area with two point three million uh, Palestinians there is complicated by the fact that there are even tunnels underneath. OK, how does that add to it? And complicated even more by the fact that there are hostages and these hostages, what American Israeli doesn't matter. I mean, they're going to be used as human shields. I mean, do, do do you've been in the military? You've been at war. You've led men. How do you, men and women? I assume, but but how do you prepare, knowing that there will be people lost? There will be not just civilian casualties, but the very hostages that you're going to save. You, they may be the ones that you
0: lose first. Yes, uh, the the planners of this attack, and there is going to be an attack. Uh, Oh, the, uh, Israel IDF that just ordered half of Gaza to go from the north to the south, you know, today, Right, now.
2: on Friday,
0: now. right. On, yeah, today. Um, have, are the ones that have to know where 100, 150 hostages are. The fact that they're underground makes it a little more difficult because, because it depends how far down to go. To spot them with radar, you've got spies on the, that spies looking for them. Um, there's, there's tactical means, um, drones, you have to watch patterns of people moving. It, it is hard. And then the rescue, actually rescuing the, one hostage is about 100 people involved in the operation. When you get all the support, you want, you want to take 150 hostages? That's never been done. I mean, Tevi was a brilliant raid, but everybody was in the same room right. at a not very well-guarded airport. Right. This is a very well-guarded uh, group of hostages that Hamas has already claimed as of this morning have killed. They claim to have killed 14 hostages already, but yeah. they haven't shown us the proof yet.
2: It, it, so, but the, the amazing part of this is that, uh, there, that there is no way to even identify where they are. I mean, how do you start? I mean, haven't they well, shut they, down the communications? They,
0: they've got – they have – there's a pattern and things to do. They've got the U.S. people over there, special operations people. The Israelis are the best, one of some of the best in the world at doing this operation. I'm just saying to you um, that it is a, it's a a very difficult operation to do a pinpoint strike to save all the hostages. Nobody, none of the hostages get killed. Your guys don't killed, and all the bad guys die. That's television. That's not reality. This is very – For example, the simplest thing to worry about if they're on the ground and you do an attack, the tunnel can collapse on them. These aren't, you know, these are pretty good made tunnels, but you've got got so many things that can go wrong in a hostage rescue because you're trying to be precise and to worry about collateral damage, which is an issue every time you go into a place like Hamas or Baghdad or anywhere where there's a, a civilian population and you're fighting in it. You're guaranteeing to lose civilians. Bullets ricochet. Bombs are not precise. They may blow up in the spot you want, but they go 50, 100, 200 meters every which way and kill things. So civilians, it's a very, very hard thing to accept. Die in wars. And and when we fight them and the Israelis try um, is to not kill civilians. But All right. it'll happen. You want right. to limit that. But that's what a reality. Yeah. And you know, people are saying, you
2: know, it's been a week, uh, it's been eight days, and you know, they haven't done anything yet. But but they warned look, look, the Israeli uh military has said, you know, they've sent out these evacuation notices, you go south to, you know, get out of the north of Gaza to the Palestinians. Now they get out of the north. Where do they go? Is uh, uh, Egypt isn't letting them out. None of the Arab countries are taking these people from Palestine. They've never taken them since the creation of the nation state, as you say, in 1948. No one has wanted the Palestinians from the Arab world. Uh, and that is, it's rather shocking, especially at a time when they, everybody knows that Israel is going full hog on this that um, the Palestinians are in, in dire need of a, a safe haven, all right? Now, the fact that Hamas isn't working with Iran and other countries and saying, you know, let's let's get these Palestinians out is, is proof positive that they're using the Palestinians as leverage so they can say to the world, look, look at what the Israelis are doing to the Palestinians. Otherwise, they'd get them out there if they really gave a damn about the Palestinians. But they don't. It's leverage. It's,
0: it's both, leverage on both sides. Israel knows that they can't move a million and four, a million and three people from one part of Gaza to the other. They, physically, you can't get that done immediately. And secondly, there's no place to put them. The UN's not in there. they got a couple of schools letting people in. There's no tents. There's no food. There's no water. There's no electricity. So it's it's uh, um, it's Israel being able to say, well, we told the civilians to move Right. And, and Hamas is also saying to the same civilians, "Don't move." So what that means is, Israel, Israel is not going to last much longer. Not attacking, you've got too many soldiers sitting waiting to attack. That's not a good idea to have soldiers sitting and waiting for days. They are prepping the battlefield with artillery and jets. They've dropped more more bombs from jets than they did in 2014, and this is just the beginning. This is this is this is biblical. They're, this is an unrestrained uh, idea, uh, mm-hmm. because of what's happened in Israel, uh, it it it, it it'd be wars are brutal by definition, and this will just be another example. This will be the most brutal one that Israel's ever done since 1948.
2: And you know, um, Colonel David Hunt, we have been seeing uh, what what the, what the war in Ukraine, Russia's invasion in Ukraine, okay. and and you know, we're starting to get a little numb to that. But what we are seeing in terms of the Uh, The brutality, the barbaric medieval brutality of these innocent victims, children, babies, pregnant women, you know, their their tummies being opened up, babies being taken out, still connected to the mother with the uh, umbilical cord and the baby then stabbed the mother then shot in the head. I mean, this is you talk about biblical proportions. We haven't heard about this, this kind of barbarity. And so, you know, no one can fault Israel for finally saying, especially Bibi Netanyahu, you know, there's no holds barred here. And yet you've got you've got uh, the day after the the massacre in uh, on Saturday, the next day on Sunday, you have uh, I think it's AOC and Ilhan Omar calling for a ceasefire. You know, the leftist politicians, and I know that, you know, that's not something you think is even important, but, you know, they sway Americans just like this day of rage this past Friday across the world. Uh, You know, they want people to believe that Israel is evil. Colonel David Hunt, uh, you are absolutely the best. You always have been. It's great to hear from you, and hopefully we'll continue to hear from you as this continues. Thank you. Have a great day. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: This is the Janine Firo Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Firo.
2: Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining me now is a person with whom you are very familiar. He's a radio host, an actor, and an author. Uh, And join me in welcoming Sid Rosenberg to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Now, this is backwards. Usually I'm on your show and you're all fired up. But today I'm fired up. I'm furious, uh, as you are uh what's going on in Israel is beyond anything you and I could ever imagine the uh the the barbaric um medieval uh, torture on Israeli innocent Israeli citizens children babies is animalistic and what we're seeing along the way since last Saturday we're seeing you know more and more horrific stuff you know babies being burned alive a young Israeli girl being burned alive in a group Of, I guess, Hamas, Palestinians cheering her death as she's being burned alive. Sid, uh, you're you're Jewish. I mean, I'm not Jewish, and I'm furious. How do you feel?
3: Well, a range of emotions. Uh, First of all, I'm honored to be on your program. You know I think you're (laughs) the most talented person at Fox, and your weekend show here is great, so thank you. A range of emotions. I have to tell you that I usually wake up on a Sunday morning, I have a cup of coffee, and then I go for breakfast with my wife and my son, and then I watch football all day. That's, I've been doing that for 50 years. Couldn't do it Sunday. Um, I've been uh, unable to really enjoy anything over the last week. I was sad, then angry. Now I'm all of it. Because like you said, look, even going back to Nazi Germany when they killed 6 million of my people, the Nazis try to hide it. They didn't went out in the street and sh- weren't videos back then, obviously, yeah. but they weren't bragging about it. Mm-hmm. These people are doing things to people I've never seen done before in any war or conflict before. And they're bragging about it. Like you said, right in the streets, raping and murdering and killing and, and cutting babies heads off. So uh, they've done a very good job. Hamas sound like Donald Trump. They've done a very good job of really pissing off just about everybody. With zero remorse. I mean, zero. Now it's our turn to get pissed.
2: All right. And to repay them. And, you know, I was on with Colonel David Hunt. Um, He was fought in many wars and has led many men and women, I assume, into war. Uh He's a brilliant man. And I asked him, I said, is there anyone better than Bibi Netanyahu to lead this? And he said to me, no, he said. But the other side of the coin is it was under Bibi's administration that they lost the intelligence because maybe they were too focused on internal politics. Remind you of another country that should have been <laughs> on top of, of the intelligence because we share with the Mossad all the time
3: that's all true and uh, you're right they've had their uh, you know their judicial reform issues yep. there in Israel and Bibi and his wife but unfortunately and I'm a big Netanyahu fan big right. he's going to lose his job here So there's no question about it. Him and a lot of defense guys in Israel. So this will be his blaze of glory on the way out. Does he love the Israeli people? Yes. Will he do this with a heavy hand? Absolutely. But you know it's bad when even Donald Trump criticizes you. Because Trump loves Bibi. Mm -hmm. Those guys have a great relationship. Mm -hmm. But the truth is the truth. And Donald Trump wasn't being nice to Hamas when he said, hey, look, they did it. You know, Hamas and Hezbollah. They, they they seemingly knew what they were doing, and it was the Israelis that were caught flat-footed. That's almost impossible to
2: believe. But it's not just the Israelis, it's the American oh, intelligence no as well. No I question. mean, you know, because we work hand-in-hand. Hand. But let's talk about working hand-in-hand. Hand. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. now, you know, we've got this guy, John Kirby, Jonathan Kirby. All right, we he's like, well, you know, people can take the Americans over there in Israel, They can they can take a commercial flight. Meanwhile, three Days earlier, I heard that the commercial flights aren't flying to Tel Aviv. Hello, and then the next thing is you hear, well, you know, um, they can they can still get those commercial flights, and then you check and you find out twenty nine countries. Twenty nine countries have already gotten their own people out and they already are working with Israel to make sure that they can get their people out from Canada to Australia, Germany to Switzerland, Poland. Ukraine is getting their people out. South Korea, Russia, Greece, they're flying in their planes. What the F is going on with this administration that screwed up in Afghanistan. We had more that died here than died in in Benghazi on the USS coal than died in Afghanistan. And that loser in the White House still can't figure out let's get the and we spend a billion dollars on these illegals about whom we know nothing in New York City? Sid, I'm like ready to go through the roof. No, here. listen.
3: Everything you're saying is accurate, and I know Biden spoke to the families of the hostages on Friday.
2: Oh, that but, was how long did that take?
3: Uh, it took almost a week. Yeah, yeah. Listen, it took them four days to have that ridiculous, stale, feckless week press conference. It's very, very nice. If I hear one more time from somebody in the media, both sides, oh, America is really supporting Israel. How wow. Rush. I mean, sir, who wouldn't do that? I wanted to hear somebody on Wednesday get pissed, call out Iran, call out the Hezbollah. There was none of that. In fact, what the United States has become the last two Democrat administrations under Barack Obama and Joe Biden, the same administration, we have become... A restraint administration. Let me tell you something, okay? They're cutting babies' heads off. They're raping girls in the street. This is not the time. It's not the time to talk about be fair to both sides. I don't want innocents dying in the streets,
2: but this is not a time for restraint. This is a time for annihilation. So, uh, but America... Couldn't even pull back the six billion dollars they couldn't they they had to go back and forth back and forth back and forth on the commercial flights back and forth on whether what they're going to do, and now they're talking about we support Israel. what are you doing
3: they're doing nothing and look America's in a bad spot because that's six billion okay. Uh, down the road, that can come back and haunt us. The truth is, they haven't touched it. They didn't need to. Because Joe Biden has been so weak when it comes to restricting the oil. Yeah. And, and actually the sanctions. Donald Trump... 1,500 sanctions on Iran. That's one a day for its four-year presidency. Nothing from Biden. They made enough money the last two years in oil where they can basically fund any terrorist attack anywhere in the world. Forget about the $6 billion, which is bad enough. They have been in bed with Iran for years, dating back to John Kerry, Barack Obama, or- or- awful deal with Iran, that treaty. So, the American government can't go out and and just blast Iran because yep. they look bad because they're in bed with Iran, even though we told them from day one these are the people looking to kill us.
2: Well, yeah, well, and even the president of Iran, Ibrahim Raisi, said when they talked about the six billion, he said we're going to decide how we're going to spend yeah, the six billion. You're not going to tell us, you know, us. like yeah. And there's something called I remember from when we had all of the the uh, beheadings, a taqiyah in Arabic, which basically talks about the fact we'll lie right to your face and you're stupid enough to believe us. Okay? So, yeah, we're going to spend it on on humanitarian. You idiots, they're the ones who took the water pipes and used them for missiles in in uh, in the Gaza. I mean, so our job right now is to stay on top of this administration. It's to stay on top of making sure that we give money that we take care of Americans who are there and possibly boots on the ground.
3: Yes, I think uh, that will happen. I mean, look, we've got the Israelis amassing about 300,000 troops there right now. Right. So it doesn't seem like they need our help on the ground just yet. But this is the opportunity right now, Judge. This is the opportunity right now for our party to really, really gain control in the United States. I'm sorry. If you're an independent, if you're not really decided yet, you cannot look at this administration. What's going on here between Kirby, uh, between obviously Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Blinken, Austin, any of these people, and feel confident they can get one, one American hostage out alive, let alone, let alone call out Iran. You talked about it. Ukraine, Russia, the conflict in Afghanistan left 13 dead. China, Taiwan, a possibility. What's going on in Africa? There was none of this— Donald Trump was president. None of it besides the fact that here at home, the economy is still a mess. Inflation at 3% is still very, very high. The interest rates are going through the roof. He has set the world from the United States to the rest of the world on fire. So whether it's Carrie Lake, our friend running in, in Arizona right now, or Donald Trump in 2024, get yourself a speaker, fix the house. Find a way to get back to the Senate. Get Trump back in office in 2024.
2: This is our time. Well, and this is a time, obviously, for America to make a difference. But, you know, sometimes I think it's too late. Sometimes I think that the 10 million illegals that have come in in the last three years, how many, 151 from the terrorist watch list and, you know, in a couple of months and two from Lebanon on Friday uh, connected to Hezbollah. I mean, you know, uh, uh, we are next. And I think we're naive to believe that. And yet Joe Biden can't figure out how to send an airplane. He can't figure out (laughs) how to say we're going to claw back the six billion and he can't figure how to close the darn border. I mean, so how? And then, and then we've got AOC and the rest of them calling for a ceasefire the next day, and you know they're small potatoes in this. Yeah,
3: and the good news is that a lot of Democrats, even Dan Goldman, I can't stand him, local guy. He called them out. Even the View called them out. And when you talk about the illegals coming in, okay. And we've got a ton here. I'm not talking about the South Americans. I'm not talking about the Venezuelans. Uh, I was watching you guys, Fox News. It was John Roberts. Right before the president was set to speak on Wednesday, he was 90 minutes late. So watch yeah. 90 minutes of John. Yeah. And he had a young man on, good-looking guy. And he was in one of these terrorist countries. One of the nine countries that Donald Trump designated terrorist countries. Turkey, Yemen, Afghanistan. Forget about the two guys from Lebanon on Friday. When you see the numbers... 30,000 from Turkey alone, 16,000 yeah. from Afghanistan, right. 11,000 from Yemen. These are people that have <laughs> snuck into this country. Janine, the numbers like 100,000 coming from the worst terrorist countries in the world. So right. forget about the South Americans by the Roosevelt Hotel. We yeah. have like
2: 100,000 terrorists Living yep. in America right now. Well, and the amazing part of it, though, is Hamas has worked with a lot of the, uh, the drug cartels, the Mexican drug cartels. So you can't really leave anybody out because the Mexican drug cartels are uh, and in control at the border are working with Hamas, too. It's all about money, power. A lot of them have weapons on the U.S. side of the border. So we've got an administration that is weak, and we've got another year and a half of this administration. Oh my God! Hopefully,
3: we can make it a year and a half. So,
2: well, and that's that's really the question. Now, the the last thing I want to talk about is yeah. uh, the colleges, the universities, right. and you know these this Bill Ackman. I got to tell you, I'm so impressed with this guy. And I, I said I said on the five this past week, I said, you know, where's Jamie Dimon? Where is Jamie Dimon on this? We should have everyone who's part of the capitalist merit-based system, part of the economy saying, we're not hiring these kids. We want to know who they are. And I'm one of the companies that isn't going to hire them. I want to shut down money to these institutions that are making these colleges that are making too much money to begin with. There's a guy named Idhan Offer who is not giving any more money to Harvard. I mean, you know, he's a billionaire, he, by the way, he is a billionaire. Yeah, uh, these this is a turning point, Sid. It can be a turning point if we keep the pressure on to stop all these namby-pamby leftist kids who need a a crying space. Their microaggressions are triggered if you say the wrong word to say, put on your big boy pants. We're at war. Get your butts over there.
3: You just said it so perfectly. And I have to tell you, it's even more widespread than we're talking about. I mean, we're talking about Columbia and Harvard. We had ugly incidents at Brooklyn College, uh, maybe North Carolina. Very ugly incident at Florida, University of Florida. It's even more widespread than that. I mean, it's almost just about every college campus across this country that has a certain percentage, some more than others, of these kids that are actually going to these rallies. And they're not there to to be pro-Palestinian because there's no such thing. If you're pro-Palestinian this week, you are pro-murder, rape, and genocide, all those things. And these uh, snot-nosed kids, these little mother-eppers, excuse me, need to be taught a lesson. Alan Dershowitz said it, too, on this, my show just a couple days ago. I want the name, like you said, Janine, I want the name of every one of these kids. And this goes back to three months ago. Before these attacks, yep. when that young animal made her valedictorian speech yep. at the law school in New York yep. and, and spewed all this, uh, all this hate. So the, the college system is a huge issue in this country, and our kids are contaminated. It's Thank God my
2: daughter goes to school in Europe. <laughs> yeah, well, and, <laughs> and I mean that. And, yeah, And you know what? It is contaminated. And, you know, a lot of these kids, and we wonder, where are all these woke people who gave millions to BLM? Millions. George Floyd was murdered. Horrible, horrific. I spent my life in the trenches fighting good and evil. Right? Everybody who was involved in his death is in jail right now. Okay, the justice system worked, but they gave billions. They didn't care where this money went. They didn't care that it didn't go to the inner city. The Patrice colors, you know, from the BLM is triggered by the fact that she's got to file some IRS form. I mean, you know, forget forget that she'd be indicted. I right? Mean, no, we're not. We can't indict her.
3: Well, she's got but, to walk down a lot of stairs yeah. in her mansion in California <laughs> to get to the mail. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. you know, the
2: here but here's the problem. You've got all of these corporations never demanded their money back, never said, I want this money spent in the minority, the inner city, where these kids are smart, they just need hope, they need support, they need someone who's gonna give them a hand, a hand and pull them up and out. No, they were willing to give monies them but now where are you now jamie diamond where are you where are you and people like you to demand that this kind of thing end to make sure that this country remains a capitalist country
3: again this is uh why i'm in love with you and i mean that it's a serious crush just so you know uh Uh, but my My favorite audio of the week that i played on my show comes from a guy who was a great player for the new york knicks yeah and his name is amari Stademeyer. By the way, he's an African-American uh, man, of course. But uh, Amari came to New York, and he found out he was actually Jewish. And Amari goes back and forth to Israel to Davin a bunch of times a year. And he came out on Tuesday or Wednesday morning, and he said, and I played it. I had a beep out about 100 curses. Where the F is BLM? Where the <laughs> yep. F is BLM? Black man. Black man, Jewish guy, yep. big star here in New York. And he said exactly what you are saying. Now, BLM has come around some of their chapters, and now they're saying the right things. Uh, In the beginning, they were not. Same thing with Harvard. Harvard has come back now. Now they're saying some of the right things. But you said something earlier, which stands true here. It's too late. If you came out initially and said anything that was supportive Mm -hmm. of the Palestinian people that committed these heinous acts— you cannot come back from that. Yep. Whether you're BLM or Harvard or Brooklyn College or Columbia, these people are phonies. Or Ron Kuby, who used to work with Curtis yeah, Sliwa, who yep. puts on his Facebook page, give these folks a break, they're all crammed into a small area. Yeah, what does bad. that mean,
2: Ron? Yeah, too bad. And the, the amazing part of all this is that these young people... I mean, you know, they say, you know, we're going to wear a mask now. We don't want to be identified. If you hire these people, look, to be a lawyer, you have to have a character reference. You have to go through a character review, right? These people, these corporations hiring these young kids, they have an obligation to the board of directors, to the shareholders, to hire people who are, you know, who are competent and have the character for the job. These kids are proving every day that they don't have it. And you know what? We've given them too much. We've made it possible for them to say the hogwash that they're saying. And I believe in free speech. I don't want to take it away from them. But you know what? If you're going to speak freely, I want you to suffer the consequences.
3: Well, free speech is one thing. I mean, these Palestinian rallies, had free speech. Yep. Un- until somebody holds up a phone with a SWAT sticker And from what I know, yep. I'm not a lawyer, but my wife is, that's hate speech. Yep. So at what point do we say free speech now is hate speech and take some of these rights away? But
2: hate speech is protected by the Supreme Court. That's why is that we, true every time? Yes. Well, unless it's a call to action, unless it's co- like co- yelling fire in a crowded theater. Right, right. Unless, you right, know what? But, but right. that's why well, yelling, people come here. yelling kill the Jews. Here. That doesn't work in this well, case. That, that's why people come here. Free speech. The Supreme Court has affirmed it over and over again yeah. that we protect hate speech. You you know we hate what you say but we give you the right to say it. Once you go from speech to any kind of movement, to momentum, to inciting, that's when we're going to get you. All right?
3: Yeah, listen, it's been a uh, it's been a scary week for this country. It's you know, horrible. It's, a it's sad, horrible. sad. The, the, the political uh, the 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 administration is horrible. Like you talked about our brightest and youngest children are are disappointing us too. And we need some help. We need to fix this. And it all starts with going to vote. It starts with going to vote, believe it or not, for city council here in New York. Get rid of guys like Justin Brannon and those Democrats in Bay Ridge. And it continues right through Donald Trump in 2024. I'm not sure it's too late. I think we can save it. But it's got to be now. Republicans must win. We cannot have what we had in the mid de- midterms in 2020. Yeah.
2: So we can't remain silent. We've got to do something. And sit. I love you because you're never silent. Neither am I. The two of us, I think we blast through the decibels. Love you. I love All you right. more. This was fun. Thank okay, you. Okay, thank you. And folks, never forget, that's the commitment we made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T, the number two,
1: T.org. Love you. This is the Judge Janine Show. This is the Janine Bureau Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Bureau.
2: Okay, now it's time for me to gavel out with my closing argument. You know, folks, there's not a lot to say. You are seeing images uh, that I would venture a guess that you've never seen anything like this before. Most of us haven't. Babies being beheaded, torn from their mother's um, womb while the mother is alive. Children being killed and burned alive in front of their parents. Uh, This is horrific. This is Hamas. This is ISIS. This is Iran. The Iran that we gave $6 billion to, the Iran that the Biden administration and the Obama administration has been hot to trot to give money. You remember during the Obama administration, we sent pallets of cash and unmarked planes, billions of dollars. This has to stop because they yell death to the big Satan and the little Satan. We already know they want to annihilate the little Satan Israel. We're next, folks. And if you don't take this seriously, They're going to catch you off guard. I'll see you next Sunday. Same time, same place. God bless.